Because it carries the heart of the gospel. The heart of the gospel is right here. It begins with God loving. God loving. God loving. Some versions say, for God so loved. Like my Bible here says, for God so loved. The world. The world. The world talks about the the unregenerate, the, the sinful people. He loves sinners. He loves all men. And many times we are estranged from the pure love of, of God. Our love, the love of God, is not just something written down for you to know. The love of God was demonstrated. And the love of God can be experienced not by what God does for you, but God's love can flow from him to you. Love can be felt and experienced from God to you. That's why we say we serve a living God. A living God. Those who, are, who have dead gods. Krishna, moon, etc. Those who have idols. An idol cannot love you. Huh? A dead oh, our mind goes to what he is doing around you. We have so much got into a materialistic gospel. A gospel for the now that we have lost sight of the gift of God. That was ending. We have lost sight of the gift of God. The life the God life in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe some of us would have loved for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not be poor anymore but be everlastingly rich. Maybe that one would have more resonance with us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him may not be sick anymore but be healthy forever. That one resonates. But when it comes that you may not perish and have eternal life, we gloat over that and want to move to the next thing. It's as if God has not made a point yet. And yet right there is the main point. That you may not perish, but have. It doesn't even end on perish. 
it continues. You have been delivered from destruction. More than that, God gave his life to you. Once upon a time, once upon a time, once upon a time, you know me, I'm a teacher. So, I, I teach even kindergarten. <laughs> Once upon a time, there were many, many, many ants, very many ants walking on the ground. And as they were walking, they were busy carrying food and carrying so many things to build their nests. But they were moving in a mass direction and they were going to fall they never knew there was a pit with fire where they were going. But as they would move and the ones behind are pushing, these ones reach the cliff and just falling. And then one day, a human being saw the ants and said, how can I save these ants? He goes to the pit and says, guys, fire! Go back, go back, go back! The ants couldn't click him. They couldn't hear him. He got to the cliff, stood at the cliff, tried to scare them. He only scared so few. But the majority kept going. He looked at the ants and said, what will I do? He gets an idea. He says, let me become an ant. Let me become an ant. So he got his DNA. Everything that made him who he was. Put it in a small package. And found an ant. And put it in the ant. And said, this ant, when it's about to give birth, it will give birth to me. But in the form of an ant. So that ant... When it gives birth to this ant, this ant that was born looked exactly like all the other ants. Exactly. But the difference was there was a human being in this ant. You get it? Are you getting it? There was a what? A human being in this ant. Every other ant looked at it and saw an ant. But for it, it was a human being. It was thinking at another level. Whatever human being could think, it would think it. When a human being would talk, it could hear the human being talking. At the same time, it could hear the ants. So, one day, this ant discovers its purpose. The reason I am the way I am is so that I can tell them don't go to that pit. Go the other side. And it began to fulfill its mission. Before it began the mission, the human being who had put his DNA in it looked at it 
and saw it behaving exactly like him. Thinking like him. Said, this is actually me. So these ants, if they see this one, they will understand that is me. That that's how I live. That's how I think. Then this human being said, but I need to make this ant more powerful so that he can do more than just what he's doing as an ant. This human being got out his spirit and said, let me put my spirit on this ant so that this ant can have my power to do the things that he thinks that I think. So the spirit of this human being came on the ant. When he came on the ant, Anything the ant said, the the ant would say, I tell this one speaks with authority. There's something different about this one's voice. When this other ant would touch other ants, they feel an electric current. They say, I think what is that in this one? And when it touches you, you feel good. You feel better. Are you getting my story? Now, fast forward, fast forward. The story, of course, he's already serving ants. He's telling ants, please, the other side, if you go, there is a better kingdom. This one is the kingdom of hell. It is a fire. So, fast forward. The ant says that people are going to one day become very many on the earth. There are already too many. I cannot reach all of them. So I need to make other ants like me. How am I going to do it? He says, the very DNA that I've put in this one must enter these ones. And my very spirit who I've put on this one must get on these other ants. If I get more ants to stop the others, then I've done well. So, what does he do? He chooses 12 ants. 12. He didn't need 100. 12. And then he goes growing it to 72. Like that. Then there were many. By the time he died, the Bible records about 500 of them. 500. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He gets that same DNA that made him a special ant that can communicate to all the ants and puts that DNA in whosoever believes in him. They get the exact down Deposit, or what would you call it? The exact material. The, the exact thing. 
that made the other one. The Bible says that they were born again by the incorruptible word. When Jesus was being placed in the womb of Mary, the word came and said, you shall be with child. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, that incorruptible word came. And the same word, if it's believed by other ants, it has the ability to put God's DNA in the other ants. So as many as believed, he gives them the power to become children. Tell your neighbor to become ants according to my story. He gave them the power to become what? So now, the thing that was in this first ant that became so powerful and mesmerized this generation and he did great things that could not even be written in books and be finished. That ingredient called eternal life that was carried by him. Actually, the Bible says in First John chapter 1 verse 6 onwards that he was manifested to us as the life. He himself was life. When Jesus came, he said, I am the life, the way, the truth, and the life. So he is the life. Now, those that believe in him, what do they get? What do they get? They get him in them, the life. It's Jesus Yesu in them. Mubo. It's him in them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That believing, Okiriso. I want you to see that. When you believed, Okiriso. Jesus entered your heart. Believing, Okiriso. when you read in the Old Testament, when the serpents affected the lives of the Israelites. In Numbers chapter 21 from verse 6, the Bible says that they had complained to Moses, their leader, and to God about the bread. And they were telling Moses, what is this kind of stuff you are giving us? And so, out of that complaint, serpents came and started to sting them and many died. And God spoke to Moses, make a serpent on a bronze, a bronze serpent on a, on a stick. Lift it up so that whoever looks at it shall be healed. Whoever looks looks from that point on when the serpent was raised people began getting healed by looking what is this looking they had to look at the serpent and they had to have childlike faith because there's no connection between a bronze snake and my healing. You didn't hear me. There is no connection. You imagine if you came here and you said, I have HIV. Huh? 
and I go outside there and I pick a stick and I get a rubber snake and I come here and I put the snake there and I say, Katigwe, if you want to be healed, look at that thing. Anyone who's thinking, you are, you are, your head is working. You either know this guy has entered witchcraft or something. Or he has run mad. But it called for childlike faith. And it was not glancing at it. It was looking. They had to keep looking. If you're not yet healed, you keep looking. Tell your neighbor it was a looking service. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When they did that, they were healed. It took faith. When you read your Bible, turn please with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. It says, While we look not to the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. While we look, how do you look at things you cannot see? How? How do you look at things you cannot see? This language is the language of faith. Because faith is the evidence of the unseen. So the Bible says that those who believe is talking about those who look to him as the answer. As the answer for everything. Those who believe, those who have him as the evidence, in their hearts it's evident. He is the answer. That's faith. Unfortunately, many of us have that faith. Some of us, the last time we applied great faith was at the day we got saved. I'm telling you, some of us, the last time we actually applied real pure faith is the day we got saved. After that, we stopped looking at the unseen things. Imagine your little faith. Little. At the day of your salvation, translated you from darkness to light. That little faith, that beginning faith. Imagine the greatest miracle in your life happened with your little faith. Patrick, we are talking to Muslims. These people are not saved. The littlest faith you had, Patrick, it translated you 
out of the hands of powers of darkness. There was no battle. There was no deliverance session. There was no Bukolomoni and whatever. The moment you said yes in Jesus' name, I believe. And you were handed over to eternal life. Just like that. Let me tell you, you saw something invisible. That's how you crossed over. That's how you did what? That's how you crossed over. By seeing the invisible. That's the work of faith. The spirit of faith. Now you have become complicated. Pragadocious. And all kinds of complications you have achieved. With the degrees and with all the achievements in life. You no longer know how to walk in that simple faith. Looking at the invisible. Everything that you take is logic. You look for a complicated doctrine to explain your inadequacy and your lack of results. Tell your neighbor to the other faith that you began with. Go back to the first faith. The childlike faith. Now, we add on so many things. Oh, God will not do it. Because I'm this. I am unworthy. God will not do it. Because of this. He loves so and so more than me. We have added on so many of our experiences and lies from Satan. Yet while you were still in the world, while you were a nobody, the Bible says we were not even a people. God loved us and he saved you when you were nothing, when you were dirty. He gave you faith to believe him. Now you are struggling with faith. The life in us is no longer growing and abounding. Listen, because we have stopped to believe God. Many of us, what we call faith is just acceptance. Agreement. But it's not believing. It is not seeing the unseen. I'm telling you, church, you are looking at me, you are listening to me. But I am speaking in the spirit realm. And I pray you get this understanding that the church needs to come back to the faith of the forefathers. Believing 
God. Okukiriza katonda. Period. Ngatewali kirala. You cannot increase. In your, let me tell you. You can increase in knowledge. You can increase in all other aspects. But you cannot increase in your experience of God without your faith increasing. Let me say that again. You can increase in all these other things. You can. And in fact, the Bible tells you to your faith add Bible those things. Virtues, etc. Excellence. Add when faith is lost, then the exchange ability receiving more life from God is lost. Because God everything he does in the earth realm is based on the faith of his people. Everything God is doing in your life is based on your faith. And he says, let it be unto you according to your faith. <laughs> and According meaning as you so believe I give you access. So before you try and explain your lack of results, can you go back to faith and, and, and look at your faith? Have you lost the simplicity of believing God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we together? That faith that sees the invisible. Everybody, every other aunt is seeing the visible. But this other aunt that has faith sees the invisible. Moses became that aunt. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, he saw the reward of Christ. Moses, who lived years, almost 2,000 years before Christ. He looked 2,000 years ahead and he saw Christ. How? In a vision? No. He believed that there's Christ coming. And he saw that that Christ will carry his reward. And he chose instead of suffering with, instead of enjoying the riches of Egypt. Let me cross over to the right side where Christ is with God's people. Hallelujah. 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 Faith basically is seeing the invisible and being persuaded about the invisible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we together? Everybody say eternal life. The Bible says that those who believed, he gave them the power to become children of God. Then the Bible in Romans 
comes and says, now, all creation, all, was renewed every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. He was renewed. Now, this is different. Listen carefully. This is different from praying every day. This is different from reading your Bible every day. It's different. He's not talking about praying and reading your Bible. He is talking about daily renewal. Are you hearing me, church? There's a difference between praying every day and being renewed every day. Because you can pray and not be renewed. You can read your Bible and not be renewed. Ah. So if we ask someone here, when was the last time you renewed? The inward man. The word renew means to make new. And Paul is showing us that the inward man can be made new every day. This was the secret of men of faith. He says, while not looking, he's in the same chapter, he's not looking at things which can be seen, but they're invisible. And because of walking in that faith, he is renewing every day. Hello? Amina. You are renewing the battery. Because battery. You switch it off. That's how many of us are. You pray. And you think you are praying. They can leave the phone on a charger for their own. Never confident. Confident that this phone is going to work. But in fact, technicians tell you. That a phone is very dangerous to hold if it charges below what percentage? 2% and below. It has dangerous capabilities to affect your health. 2% and below put that phone in your pocket. You'll feel it hitting up your thigh. Believers who are 2%. Hey. Hey. I take a Oh, 
in order to get a real spiritual revival of life in you you need at least at least a full day in prayer Some of you are in a backsliding mode. You are getting colder and colder and colder. But oh, you, you, go, you go for a one hour meeting of prayer. I, I feel a revival. I feel a refreshing. 2%. King David said, On thee I wait the whole day. Charging the battery. This eternal life you have needs renewal. Some of us may neglect that eternal life. And the more we neglect it, while we pray, while we are saying we're reading our Bibles, that when the life in you is is dwindling. It's going out. Instead of growing and becoming like Paul, renewal every day. How is the inner man renewed? How do you renew that inner man? Listen carefully. The only time the inner man is renewed is when the inner man comes in contact with his creator. Period. I don't care what you're doing. If that inner man comes in contact with the very source of life, Jesus himself, that is renewal. You may pray. I don't care. A friend of mine fasted for 90 days. 90 on liquid. Liquids. How many of you have done a 90 days on, water, on, on liquid, on your juice? Kambalabe mikono. Juice. Juice. 40 days on juice. At least 40 jari. Mm. But you see, this man of God, powerful man of God, he has a church now. By then he was still a member of the church. 90 days on Juice. Every evening he's with his mat in the church. Praying in tongues up to morning. On the last day of the fast, the Lord Jesus walked up to him and told him these words. I have missed you for the last 90 days. You didn't hear it, did you hear it? He fasted for 90 days. On the last day of the fast, he said, 
to me in person he talked to me the lord jesus walked up to him on his mat in church and told him i have missed you for the last 90 days he began to weep like a baby he got confused he said god how possible is that and the lord told him go to kabusu and ask andrew he will tell you why That young man walked up here. He found me praying behind this wall. This wall was actually here. And there was a kabaraza here. So I was pacing. And somebody comes and sits right in my way of pacing. And I'm like, is this guy okay? Can't you see I'm praying? He sits there. And he looks at me. And I knew there was a problem. So I come to him and say what is it? He said sit. We sit here. And the man tells me what he has been through, how he has been seeking God. And he tells me how Jesus has told him this. And he has told me to come to you. To tell me. Honestly speaking, I didn't have the answer. In my head. But while looking at him and thinking, the spirit of the Lord gave me the answer. And he told me to tell him this. Tell him, he has been lost in the praying and the fasting and not in me. He was so taken up by the fast, so taken up by how the praying was going, that he lost sight of who he was praying to and who he was fasting to. That's why I fear believers who come to you after prayer meeting and the same one that the prayer moved shifted what are you judging how do you know the prayer moved have you seen the answers how do you judge prayer that it moved, that it was effective. The only way to judge it is if it accomplishes what it was done for. That's when you know effective prayer. The reason Elijah was called a man of prayer, it is written in James chapter 5 verse 17. He prayed that it will not rain and it never rained. Then he prayed that it rains and it They call him a man of prayer. A man of prayer is a man who prays and gets results. It is not a man who prays like Pastor Andrew Then you look at him and say, ah, yeah, that no, guy can ye. pray. That guy can pray. That's how most of you judge prayer. And because some of you cannot pray like that, so you think that, oh, Bambi, you are somewhere. So when there's even a problem, you quickly look for the one who pulls the leg while praying. So, we need you. You call for help. You judge prayer 
by results. The Bible says that follow those who by their faith have obtained a good report. Not by their style of prayer. Jemuli. They have believed. We have won at least a third. Amina. Praise the Lord. Eternal life has been given to you. How are you renewing it? How? How? What are your disciplines? What is your desire to keep renewed every day? If you don't renew your, 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 your inner man, you are backsliding. You are becoming lukewarm. You are losing it. The only way is to bring that inner man to the creator spend time in prayer until the prayer ushers you to the creator read the word until the spirit in the every other day the more a person matures in Christ the more regular they renew themselves the more you mature maturity brings a lot of understanding of these things. So, you, as somebody grows, they become regular at renewal. As somebody backslides, they become irregular and they even stop to do it. If you are telling me you are growing, you are going to be often at the altar. You are going to be often in his presence, waiting on him. It's a sign of growth. Now listen, there are many Christians here. The Spirit of the Lord is just speaking this to me now. And saying there are many of you here. Your one big problem is negligence. You don't care about your own inner growth. Negligence. Your negligence will cost you your own life. To go through a day and you have not humbled yourself before the Lord. To have a private moment with him. To minister to him and to let him minister to you. And you don't care that you missed it. That's negligence. You are negligent. And it will cost you. 
Let me tell you, I have discovered it takes only one day to backslide. Everybody say one day. One day. It takes only one day. Maybe for me, probably for me I have a big problem. But <laughs> it takes only one day if you do not attend to the focus on the Lord. So many things are just waiting to come in and catch your focus. Hallelujah. And can I tell you the truth? It takes several days of daily renewal to charge yourself to full power. It takes several days daily renewal to get your battery to full power. Several days of humbling yourself before the Lord. Being there. Letting him touch you. Sometimes we come to him and he just decides to hide. Whenever God hides from his child, he is testing the desire. The desire. Are you serious about me? Or you are just doing it to get a quick fisk? fix and you go. You will come to pray. You will start to worship. You will change songs four times in one minute. You will think there's something wrong with the song. You change the first song. You go to another one. Every song you bring is dry. You stop singing. You sit and you look. You say, what brought me here? Then you start praying in tongues. The tongues won't shift. Then you will try to think about what to tell God. And everything is far-fetched. And you start to wonder, what am I doing here? Then you remind yourself, I want him. I want to appear before him. I want his presence. And you stay. And you say, even if it feels dry, he is in the dryness. Even if it feels dead, he is here in the deadness. He has never left me. He has never forsaken me. He is here. You continue. Oh, I worship you. I bless you. And the devil whispers, you are mad. And you say, yes. If I'm mad, it's for his sake. If I'm in my senses, it's for your sake. You continue. Oh, I give you the glory. I praise you. Before you know it, you have moved the journey. God has seen the seriousness. This person wants him. Then God opens the door to the inner court. You enter the inner court. And you continue. Oh, Father, you are worthy. I give you praise that I'm here, Lord. I know that your spirit is here with me. As you are praying, a thought comes and hits your mind and tries to distract you from praying. You have seen the thought coming. You can see it in your mind. You know it, it, it's not you who brought that thought. It must have come from a spirit. You see the thought and say, no, not time for that thought. You put the thought on a bench. I bless your name. Lord, I want you. I want you. 
30 minutes pass by. One hour passes by. Nothing has happened yet. Everything you are doing up to this moment, you are in the realm of faith. God looks at that and says, mm, this is wonderful. Bring him to the door. Bring him to the door. You come to the door. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. So you have been seeking. God brings you to the door and now he wants to see how you knock. You start to knock, Father, I want you, oh God, where are you, Master? Oh, let me know your presence. You continue. Your passion begins to rise. Your hunger begins to rise. The knocking gets louder. God says, I now hear the knock. Open for him. Let him come in. Suddenly, what was a dry prayer moment? Suddenly, what was a faith walk in prayer becomes an experience with God. You have entered into the bedroom. He's there waiting for you. He said, my son, come in. Let's have a chat. Hallelujah. Right there, renewal starts. You get rewarded for the warfare you went through, for the energy you spent, all those battles you went through. The moment you meet him, he is called rest. You rest. You are rewarded. Life. Fresh oil. He becomes the joy of the praying. What I've demonstrated here looks very easy until you do it. Until you what? Prayer is not work for lazy people. Tell it to your neighbor, help me please. It isn't. It isn't. Prayer is work. But when you reach him, it's a rest. Stand to your feet. Just stand. Everybody stand, please. Uh, you can put your things aside. Listen. To make a decision about being committed to spiritual renewal that life in you to be renewed look at your day how you spend your day your morning your lunch your evening the rest of the day or the rest of the night you and God, do you have the day? You and God, do you have the night? Do you have those moments with God that bring life to you? There is eternal life in you. But trust me, it is those who manifest it who are on demand. And those who manifest it are those who renew it daily. Father, thank you 
have delivered it. Help your people right now that as they leave this service, they will understand, Father, that this is not a mere feel-good word or a message to just appease our intellect or our emotions. But this is a call. This is a call from you to come back to eternal life. Fellowship with God. To know you and the one you sent. Father, if it means slowing us down a bit so that we can wait more on you, do it. This generation is earnestly looking for the sons of God. Lift up those hands to Jesus. Say this word, say, Father, I believe in Jesus. I believe in his death and his resurrection. I believe that Jesus is the hope of glory in me. He is life in me. I have eternal life. I thank you for eternal life. Father, from this day, may I take a hold of this life. Show me how to grow this life so that it manifests to the world abundantly for your glory. Father, you are my savior. You are my Lord. Help me from this day. The Bible says in Obadiah chapter 1 verse 21 that out of Zion shall arise saviors. Listen church, you are the saviors. You are the deliverers. God has given you eternal life so that when you go out there, that life becomes the light of men. You go forth in the power of the Spirit and bring complete revelation of Jesus Christ among the heathen. From today, may the Lord bring back the apostolic faith. That conviction in meeting with God daily. That conviction of intimacy with God. That oneness with the Holy Spirit. May God restore it in our lives. That we shall walk in it. And we shall abound with life. 
every side of our being shall overflow with life to the glory of the Father. Lord, let it be so. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. You have the life of God in you. You are that aunt that has to go for the other ants and manifest life. Amen. Amen.